You are listening to CJSW 90.9 FM, broadcasting out of Calgary, Alberta, at the University of Calgary campus radio station located on Treaty 7 land. I would like to take this opportunity to acknowledge the traditional territories of the people of the Treaty 7 region in southern Alberta. The city of Calgary is also home to Métis Nation of Alberta, District 5 and 6. Disclaimer! The following program features language not suitable for all audiences. And the expressed opinions found within this program are a reflection of those who feature on the Pop Culture Effect podcast. Welcome to the Pop Culture Effect. I'm Rockin' Rob, and on this show, I bring my closest friends together to talk about all of the news happening in our pop culture world around us. What's up, everyone? I'm your host today, Blaze, here for the Pop Culture Effect. Got two people with me at the moment. We might get our gremlin friend in here, Gemini, at some point, having internet issues, so. We might see her, we might not. She might just pop up out of the void. But I got my other Tyler Menace here with me. Hello. And I also got Subset. Heyo. Heyo, indeed. But uh, got a few things to bring up today. I think Robbie got something in the editor's room he wants to talk about, so he can throw in whatever he has for it to add in when it comes to it. Well, you know, Blaze, if you're going to uh, cue me up like that, I might as well pop in just for a little quick update. These are kind of going to be some addendums that I want to wrap up. First thing I'd like to mention is that during a previous episode, there was a Sonic game I couldn't think of, but that Sonic game was in fact Sonic Superstars, which is the game that introduced Fang the Hunter as a newly designed character for the Sonic franchise, which I'm hyped for, but apparently the game was mid-tier, but I didn't play it, so I can't really make an opinion. Next up, there's one other thing I want to say, that with all the Dragon Ball news in the last couple episodes, and the controversial choice to discuss Dragon Ball Fusion War, I'd like to tip the scales back to some really good quality fan content for the Dragon Ball universe, and that is coming in the form of Frame 1, who create Dragon Ball content such as their long-running series titled Dragon Ball Divergence, with phenomenal animation that look and feel as though they would fit right in with the Dragon Ball Z art style. It's honestly really great, and it's a great representation of the creativity and the soul fan creations can have when it's made without the use of AI. This is very low-key, and it's it, it, the, the best part about it is it they take it in their own type of direction with their own characters, and still using the core cast of Goku and Piccolo and Gohan, and even Goten and Trunks, but use them in a differing way with their own story, which I think is incredible. Anyways, that's all the addendums. Back to the actual episode at hand. Uh, but I think I am gonna start off with stuff that's going on with Xbox. So... It's ending. It's Jover. Everybody panic. Everybody <laughs> panic. Oh, uh, I, I think things got cleared up a bit with the interview they did with Phil Spencer and a few other higher-ups of Xbox. But yeah, at first there was a big discussion that Xbox was on the verge of giving up the consoles entirely and just focusing on games and giving it out to everyone. Um, I think this rumor has been out for about like two weeks or so, but a couple days ago, that rumor was finally kind of proven, kind of disproven at the same time, because no, they're not giving up on making consoles. They are they are already in development on the next system to come after the Series X and S, but they're on a verge where they're slowly giving up exclusivity with their titles, and from the interview they had with Phil Spencer, they talked about that they're going to start with bringing four exclusive titles of theirs onto PlayStation and also Switch and probably PC if it's not already on there, because I know I know a lot of Xbox tie exclusive titles are also on PC already. I want to know how, because I have, I have a couple like inklings of what's going to be the first ones that are like sent over to different consoles. Like Halo is obviously going to be a big one. Hey, hey, and I'm guessing Halo and Gears are probably ones they're going to keep, but I, I have a strong feeling that Hi-Fi Rush might be one of the four to start off going 
going over to other systems because of how well that game did they'd probably just make a really good profit by bringing that over to the other systems uh, yes. that's fair Sony PlayStation another rhythm game you don't have <laughs> plenty of those I but, just want to know what what brought this into being especially with the fact that we know Sony Sony's not going to do it we know Nintendo's definitely not going to do anything like this yeah it's, it's the path to move forward in my eyes like it just makes it, it, sense they're aiming for a platform at least similar to a platform like Steam to compete and give games anywhere. It definitely does and I, I, I do believe that it is the next step moving forward and I believe that all companies are going to do it but there's no way that we're going to get like Spider-Man 3 on Xbox. Obviously there's going to be some steps but this is like the first step for Xbox is taking taking the risk, taking the initiative to get things going on. Yeah because I know from how Phil Spencer talked about in the interview he, he believes within five years or so a lot of exclusive games are going to be a thing in the past like there might be like one or two like name brand exclusive games for each system but a lot of the like exclusive games you'd usually find from like sub companies with the main company a lot of those are probably not going to be exclusive titles anymore and yeah like you were saying subset xbox is pretty much taking the first leap of faith in it just because they want to broaden the horizons of where their games can be played that's kind of the motto that xbox is starting to change their format to is having their games available for everyone to play which is great i love that yeah it's definitely great it helps them with the profits it helps with the fans who want to play the games but they don't have the system available were you talking about profits xbox have never been profitable i don't know but <laughs> well no it's true like they, they have never made profit from the xbox it's just something they it's like a project they just keep then, going then how did they how did they have so much money to buy bethesda and buy activision blizzard their profits come from the games not from the systems from like software computers all that the thing that you first started off with we have money but this the whole xbox as a whole even during the 360 it was never profitable just something to keep themselves able to have their little they have a little hand in the market right here and so far if they do this successfully this is probably will give them a little bit of profit yeah i do know phil spencer did confirm that starfield and the indiana jones exclusive title that's coming out are both not on the list of the four that are coming over they did say they were going to talk more about what four of the four games are going to get put over to other systems are going to be later on but they're keeping it close to their chest at the moment <laughs> but bless you is that a cough or a sneeze there was a cough my bad <laughs> no you're good but as a as a little addendum to what subset just said they have made a profit but it is a single digit profit margin which in in terms it's of you know, 12 percent accountability it's not even keep considered profit in a way of how things go down for video game making and other shit they don't make the games they just sell them yeah well but even then like all that profit is gonna go straight back into the thing so yeah back into where it needs to go so microsoft isn't gonna see that profit yeah the two biggest rumors of what couple of the four games that are gonna get like brought over to their systems like i said hi-fi rush and then a lot of people are speculating sea of thieves might be transferring over to other systems which i could see that i think it'd be a good idea that one's a very good one to have i believe i also hear that they may do the rare replay okay they're still they're still doing that i mean i own it but they're still doing that (laughs) well yeah well granted you know we don't really have like a lot of exclusive exclusives you know and rare i don't know how long they've been part of market with xbox but but it'll be interesting to see those old games on on playstation at least yeah i think hi-fi rush would be great to play on the switch personally i think that one's like a fun one i think that'd be a really fun one to play on the switch my only worry is the hardware but granted what i've been seeing of hi-fi rush it doesn't seem too too complicated no it should be maybe some frame issues but i think maybe like frame and texture issues i think that's what i'm gonna go yeah i think it could run fine on the switch i think some of these games might have to go through a graphical change for like the switch depending on the game but i think hi-fi rush probably won't need that many changes yet again another rhythm game <laughs> give us the this one's not your conventional rhythm game that sony normally does yeah i know but still it's still a rhythm game which but, i will like, admit i kind of wish we had a little bit more rhythm games on xbox but because you know why what not? do you mean we got we got fortnite band oh jesus that's hard that, that's like a more a fetter rhythm game rhythm games are supposed to 
supposed to be fun. Uh, during this interview, though, or at least during the video that the interview was on, they also announced that uh, Diablo 4 is going to be going on to Game Pass as well, which is pretty big. I'm excited. Me too. I'm, I'm interested to play it. I tried a little bit of Diablo 3, but I didn't really do much of it to really get the full grasp of it. So I'm hoping Diablo 4 will be good and keep me invested into it like it did with like Boulder's Gate 3 did. No comment. Flipsa <laughs> doesn't like it because Diablo Immortals ruined his perspective. No, no, not really. I just never liked the Diablo. I just never liked Diablo. And besides, if I want to play why. something like that, I will play a free to play version of it. Well, a different one by an indie developer that I saw and that looked really, really fun. But yeah, that is all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW. But pretty much all I got about the newer news about Xbox and all the exclusive titles moving over. Uh, Menace, what do you got about uh, how's Jujutsu Kaisen going? So, it's okay. Like, that is so, not a good like... start I was hoping for, <laughs> considering you are a huge Jujutsu Kaisen fan. Oh, okay. So, story... Um, okay, let me start by this. So, Jujutsu Kaisen Curse Clash is the first Jujutsu Kaisen game that came out. It uh, <laughs> It's a 2v2 arena fighter, along with, you know, the normal story mode, but at this point in like especially with anime games i'm sick of them being arena fighters like that kind of seems like I to be a like... go-to with a lot of games especially a lot of animes a lot of animes that have fighting into it's always just a arena fight yeah that's it's either a 2d side side fighter or uh like semi 3d side fighter or an arena fighter and it can cut it gets kind of boring that's not specifically for curse clash i have fun playing it but it is made by biking and for those of you who don't know those are the same people that made my hero one justice and those types of games but you can tell that they're the same people because the combat is very clunky and and also floaty at the same time the moves the moves feel clunky and the attack like the actual movement itself feels floaty you are almost, practically in the air for like two-thirds of the match and i will say this as a little side note for a fighter i played enough fighters in my time this one has some inconsistencies when it goes down to when you're pressing a, a button and the response time when you're trying to do it or when you let go a button for example like guarding and it just it's inconsistent to keep up especially with how some move sets of on some of the characters say, can go nuts you say that but i i don't have an issue when it comes to guarding and stuff like that it could just be an input lag thing from your end because we know how your connection is he, he, yeah here's I know. A, here's the thing with me though a lot of anime games that come out by bandai always seem to be a cash grab game and never really oh. seem to have like the work put into them. What do you this, expect this is, as an anime this game? Is, this is definitely one of those things. The the story the story mode, it, I like it because it does show some some scenes and stuff that we didn't get to see in the show that I wanted to see, like more of Gojo and Yuji's training. Some of the little like offshoot stuff that happened like when they're training for, for those of you that watch the show, when they're training for the, the fight between the Tokyo and Kyoto jujitsu schools. Festival. You got to see more of the training from those. Stuff like that. But what I don't like is it's all still frame pictures and uh, chat boxes. There's no animated anything for the story mode, which is one thing I've always hated in these games. But it, it's gotten a lot of flack. It actually gained a record, a bad record, oh, as no. the quickest, the game to have the quickest and most refunds at mm. launch. That is bad. Yeah, but I like it. I, I believe it has a lot of potential. The cursed energy system, the fact that you need to fight and like two, three sets of your moves won't do like three sets of your combos won't do damage. But what they do is that they will increase your cursed energy meter. And once your cursed energy meter gets to a spot where you want it, you can start using cursed techniques and those are what actually do damage. Your main combo at the end, your last attack of your main combo does damage as well. Uh, there's a lot of once you do get the movement down and you get past the kind of floatiness of the dashing and stuff you can actually get into like 15 20 hit combos to where you're just knocking somebody around and then you finish up with a curse technique and hit them for like a bunch of damage there is one character in specifically though that i hate but i've learned how to counter him completely to where i've actually made them leave and that is sukuna the the one of the main big bads of the show slash protags i guess since he's in yuji all of his moves have super armor literally all of them and the only 
way to really counteract super armor is either have a really fast hitting combo to where you hit him enough times to knock him out of it or the joint attack button that they or the joint attack uh that they've added into this game which is at least for controllers down and x where you will launch someone into the air and it gives your teammate an opportunity to hit them but that does go into another thing that i like which is the joint attacks to where if you have specific characters they will have special joint attack animations where they actually do combos together on the screen the the different types of like domain expansions and stuff like that are really cool some of the characters are really spammy though like uh, <laughs> one of subset's favorites jogo oh and the thing is he may be spammy but i don't see him often because of no, his burst attack like that that's the, the only reason people don't use him the main spam character that you'll see is uh nobra uh the nail the person who uses the nails she will she's in a lot of ranked play she's mid-range fighter and will spam the shit out of you and at the end of her combo she puts a nail into you that she can use to just do damage to you whenever she wants but to kind of veer away from all the negative stuff this game has a lot of potential it has a lot of like new innovative features like the cursed energy system the joint attack system the like being able to have these bigger arenas than i've seen in most fighters with destructible environments and stuff like that that you're able to do one thing i will say i think a way for them to maybe improving but i don't know it's a the game itself can keep up but what i would have liked to see was similar how the uh not as similar how dragon ball z do it even they can hook up with some of the recent games they tried to do but i would like to see them do a bit more parkour with buildings or fences stuff like that to make the movement a bit more flowy because they're able that's why yeah that's why my favorite map is uh for those of you that have seen jujutsu kaisen you can play in a bunch of the different locations but my favorite is the abandoned arcade that yuda and inumaki go to in jujutsu kaisen zero <laughs> and that one you have the rooftops you have the down low area in the arcade you have the the glass roofs above the arcade that can be broken and stuff with attacks i really like that map because of the different uh verticality of it i like my favorite map in that would be the river right outside the school where they have the fight where maki and megumi have the fight against hanami yeah purely because i like there's a complete open spot and you know i'm a i'm a bitch when it comes to like arenas with a little bit of water like a river or a little bit of water puddles <laughs> so your favorite but, map for naruto storm was the was when they were walking on the water and shit like that one that uh nope. no there's okay. the other scene but uh and you know you got that river spot or you go into where a bunch of trees so you gotta be careful you gotta judge your attacks if not the trees are gonna block a lot <laughs> but i i believe that this game had a lot or has slash had a lot of potential but like like you said blaze it's made by bandai namco which is notorious for doing cash grab for their anime games and it's just part of the industry man because yeah what exactly what else can they do i know yeah they can probably go a different direction Have but it's just easier not just do, do an, an arena, arena fight. fighter for the umpteen time yeah do but like it's just uh, easier do like a co-op story this? game or or like uh or even like if you want to do a fighter do like like they have a pve mode they could have done that as the main focus of the game where you're actually going out doing jobs fighting cursed spirits getting money for doing that and like you can either follow the story or you can just go and you like oh you get a contract this week to do to kill the the special grade cursed spirit and stuff like that so you got to work your way up to fighting you know you can fight like some of the bet you know the bosses either like the bad exactly. guys the anime as special bosses and if you still want to use the bosses as playable character you can still do that but you know you can also throw in like funny hygiene they go wait why there's two of me all that crap but i i think that another big thing of why it failed is the not to not to call by king out but my hero one justice seemed like a big flop as well because of the floatiness of that game and people not liking that i feel like it's cool that you know especially in the jujitsu universe and i guess my hero too they do jump around a lot they are in the air kind of like fighting like that but especially the jujitsu game has has this thing where like after every combo you get knocked away so you're just floating floating there in the air you, you get knocked away and then it's just you get i'm glad someone... that you brought that up because as a dead end, i'm sorry i cut you off there but i just have to make this known because each attack depending on who you are will send you a short distance or miles away and the problem is you can just keep doing that or use certain characters who have that range just send you flying constantly but there are other characters that also don't do that like my the main character 
character I play is Maki, and she has a lot of moves that are... She does have a couple moves that fly away, but my the main one I like to use is she actually hits you up, hits you in the air once, and then stabs you back down to the ground. I do understand that, like, a lot of the characters do have, but I feel like that's part of the thing, since, like, since the moves do uh, so much, that knocking you away gives you an actual chance to recover. But for the people fighting, there's also, you know, the dash mechanic to where you can instantly, like, get back to them. It's kind of like a catch-22 in that case. Like, if they were going to do all this, they needed to make, like, I guess, a, a bit more fluid in the movement. Like, just running, doing basic tasks in my eyes. Because the connection that. does not help, but it's definitely the frames for me when it comes to this. I don't, I don't generally have frame issues with the game. It does, at least in the first couple days, it did have that, you know, normal, Jire, um, yeah. the normal anime game kind of connection for online. Like, think of, for those of you that play other, like, online fighter games, think of, like, Smash Brothers. But, I don't know. I like it. I think it does have potential if Bandai Namco decides to actually keep going with it. I know we still got Hidden Inventory, Cur uh, Premature Death, which is coming out as DLC for people that didn't get the Ultimate Edition of the game. Um, and I hope, at least by the time they get to the Shibuya arc, they've kind of fixed a lot of the stuff that has been uh, talked about and people don't like. But, you know, we can only see in time. Uh, in if I was if I was to give this a score, I'd probably give it like a 4 out of 10, not gonna lie. Oh. Only because there are so many issues. I mm. give it a solid 5 out of 10, purely because there was charm, there was some effort. It's just a certain point you can feel that effort just stop. Yeah. If you're, if you're playing it with friends, it definitely is a much better experience because you have those characters that interact with each other. You have those characters that are like, you can you can be like, oh, we're gonna be Toto and Yuji, and we're gonna boogie woogie all over the place and, and beat the shit out of people. Or you can be like subset and teleport me so you can see my kills. <laughs> hey, hey, I was saving you. You were sometimes stuck in those combos and, you know, I wanted to confuse I, no, them and it worked. None of it the times worked. that you did that, Stop I was being stuck a in little a combo. bitch and let me boogie woogie. I would rate the <laughs> but game, with, but I haven't played it. it. It is fun for an arena fighter. It's it's honestly, I, I've liked it better than some of the other anime arena fighters that have played. Even, I would You're say buying. even One Justice. No, I'm saying like My Hero is another one of my favorite animes but i would even even more than that but i don't know i think there is definitely some stuff that there's a good amount of stuff that needs to be improved on which unfortunately to say it may not happen yeah menace here and you're listening to the pop culture effect on cjsw but speaking of other new games that came out this year subset tell us about hell divers or should i say super troopers the game no it don't feel like it i'm kidding or starship <laughs> troopers the game i should say sorry well there already is a starship troopers the game yes but this, this is the feels more like it than the actual game, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the intro of the game. Have you guys seen the intro? Yeah. Yes. Where they're doing no. the video. <laughs> no. But uh, this game has been on a lot of places. It's been talked a lot. It's been going around. And it just has a reason to, especially how it's going and how it's structured. They done a lot of good in my eyes to get this game going on. So it's basically, if you haven't seen any gameplay or anything on Helldivers 2, you're a soldier fighting in this big intergalactic war against bugs or automatons. There's two front lines. And another thing I just found out looking into it, it has community wide progression so it's a literal battlefield that if the players aren't focusing their efforts to certain key points they will lose ground oh yeah and by the looks of it, it the current problem right now is automatons i've seen uh, enough of people taking note of it like oh yeah we need help I, we need I, reinforcements. I saw one meme where it was someone going against one of the automatons and it gave them flashbacks of black ops 2 origins <laughs> against the tasers <laughs> Oh yeah, some of them are insane. Uh, I've seen mainly one guy play it, but he's been playing a bunch of it. But there's like the giant walkers and stuff that the uh, that the bugs have are insane. Like the big the big big ones and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Those those are stuff that like I'd be worried about. <laughs> Dude, it's I call it like maybe obviously you can see the comedy aspect as how some of the voice line of the soldiers you're going through during certain things and the clips are great. 
great. Like not only the quips, the sound design, the graphics, everything me meshes well together and really builds up to this whole experience in each game. I want to play it so bad. I'm tempted to just say F it and buy it on PC. I was say, yeah, we should say it. it is exclusive to PlayStation and PC. Um, mm -hmm. Even though the, the entire fandom is making so many memes of Xbox players coming to save their asses in the fight. Yeah. We need reinforcement. Call in the chief. I could see it being ported over, especially with how good it's doing. But that obviously does take a lot of time. Mm-hmm. But it one, if it ever comes here. <laughs> but to kind of to kind of explain more, essentially you you go through the tutorial and you get your ship, and your ship is where you mainly do all your upgrades and stuff uh, for the game. The rest of the stuff is like you don't get to upgrade your soldier or stuff like that. You pick what your soldiers will have, and then every time that you die on the ground in this big battlefield where you have multiple different main objectives and side objectives, you will every time that you die, you'll essentially drop a new soldier into the ground, and then they will have they will have the stuff that you've equipped them with from the ship, and you can get upgrades for your ship by finding rare materials that you find in like side objectives and stuff. Your essential goal is to complete as many objectives as you can before, you know, full dying and extra extracting and extract into your ship. One thing I will say as a level of immersion, if you ever see if you're like on the ground or even up in the ship looking out the window, other ships during that mission you're on, those are other players or if you're on the ground, you see some people calling in, you see like an airstrike hitting like in a barway bottle. That's actually somebody calling in that airstrike, like a player calling that in and that's what you're witnessing. So everything is connected. Everything is meshing up together to make this whole big battlefield. Separate mm -hmm. battles going on the front lines and that is immersion to its max because it reminds me of battlefield looking too. And if you, guys do, battlefield. if you guys do plan on playing this, I do recommend there is friendly fire. There. So if you drop an orbital <laughs> strike, let your teammates know before you blow them up and send them flying. So my roommate has been playing the hell out of it and his friend accidentally threw the orbital strike right on him by accident and he was and he was next to his friend as well or his friend was next to him as well so once orbital strike dropped down laser killed him and he's just like oh and just starts booking it i've seen people do that i've also seen um so whenever you die you come back in a drop pod i've seen teammates land on other teammates in the drop pod by accident <laughs> and just completely kill them but that does also go for the for the bugs and the automatons too to where you can you can say one of the big walker guys which is like one of the bosses i was talking about earlier you can land your drop pod on those guys and kill them instantly so it's kind of like a nice little uh cheese almost if you're having trouble nice and, one uh, thing with like uh, supply crates so you can call in like a supply pod and you can kill <laughs> shit with that one thing i really like too with this game is that the fandom that is quickly building for this game is probably the least toxic game fandom I have ever seen. Like, oh, yeah. everyone there is there to help each other. Mm. And I f***ing love that. That's because if you're not, you're dead. It's a wide effort. That's why, you know, they have that whole community progression going on. If you're not all yeah. working together, there's gonna be slip-ups, which is happening I, right now with the automatons. I, I actually did want to bring that up because there's like, if you look at each of the planets, you can see how much the community has actually like, like, taken over a planet and stuff like that which i think is really cool so like the more stuff you do the more you help out other people with their missions and stuff like that you can actually see more of like how far you and the other helldivers are taking back these planets from the bugs or automatons whoever is controlling it well there's uh yeah whoever's controlling there's two sides like one side is full automatons one side is full of bugs and so far the helldivers are just not helping in the <laughs> automaton planets oh no i don't doubt it because they they seem insane like they are Oh, armored yeah. as hell. Yeah, but you know, come on. People have been asking for help on those plans for a while. I like to see this game doing a good life. It's doing life services in a good light because this is exactly the experience people have been asking for. A good time, but also another form of PTSD simulator. Like, like hell No joke. I saw this one TikTok video where this one guy was by himself and he's just suppressing fire to hundreds. Reads. 
of bugs twice his size. Oh, yeah. What audio I've been hearing is that freaking one audio from the Avatar movie, the, the blue ones, not the airbender one. The, just keeping it separate. It's like <laughs> playing that during like the, the climax battle. They start playing that uh, a certain sound effect and it's funny as shit. Each time it's just like that audio. Something going insane in front of you. They're just suppressing fire, getting chased, explosions everywhere. It is insane. Though I'm curious. I've been seeing some things. I haven't delved too, too deep. As you can probably tell. But is there like other gadgets you can use alongside? Yeah, uh, yeah. you actually, the more upgrades you put to your ship, the more weapons, the more gadgets and stuff you unlock for your Helldivers. Uh, like there's, they're called spears, but they're more like, think of like a javelin as a, like a modern representation. Mm -hmm. And you can use those to like lock on to bigger bugs and kill them or bigger automatons. Um, you can get like shield generators for your guys, but you can also, uh, there's, there's like different types of turrets. Like you can have a full loadout of just four different types of turrets. You can have a mortar turret, oh. an actual sentry turret, uh, a flame turret, stuff like that. Uh, or you can go like, uh, the, the last video I watched about the guy playing it, he played it on the hardest difficulty, Helldiver mode, and he essentially made a full, full stim heal shield, shield barricade kind of kit and just booked it to every objective trying <laughs> to get there as fast as possible because Helldiver mode is so heptic and hard because some of the objectives is like you have to go into the nest of these bugs and toss grenade into their holes the the nest holes to to blow them up while bugs and other automatons are infinitely spawning around you i've been seeing some people actually using stealth try to just sneak in do what they have to do and get a gtfo with some of these I've objectives seen, and it's too. been working out like it's it's been working out but you can just sense of the the sense of danger like an intense atmosphere just going it through is. the trenches that are my like oh shit they'll, they'll, they'll see me they'll see me. from what i've heard the the later difficulties like as you progress you can unlock more world world difficulty levels starting off with trivial going all the at one going all the way up to level nine at hell diver and from what i've seen hell diver mode is literally balls to the walls non-stop you are either <laughs> running or shooting at everything and uh, it's not like it's not like you're just like some mega soldier or something you're so you're a literal just typical soldier upgraded a bit with high caliber weapons and some tech but if you get hit by one of the even medium-sized bugs they can send you flying on straight to the horde oh yeah and like by doing some of these objectives you'll call hordes of bugs on you and stuff like that so it, it gets even more intense i also saw like i've been seeing a lot which i've been actually happy to, to see is like if you're having like a missile launcher or something big you can mount on yourself you can get a second buddy up to you to do the reload so you can do use that said heavy weapon faster and more efficient while you're just I've shooting seen, while the other thing does reload that thing i've seen that i've also seen uh people doing it for uh doing it for like recoil and stuff on the bigger weapons as well yeah like the lmgs and stuff that you can get i have high hopes for this game that didn't longevity because clearly it's making a stand and a lot of people are liking it. Yes, it seems like a nice, like, just good all-around PvE game. And yeah, we're gonna bring this up. And no, developers already said they're not gonna bring PvP because of toxicity. You don't want it in this game. It's a pure PvE game. I which I think is good. I understand and agree with. Oh yeah, I completely understand and agree and with And as it. they put it, there's already plenty of games like that. So play those if you want to have something PvP. This is strictly for PvE, which I am kind of missing in the video game market. More PvE emo games and stuff so you can just have fun and a good experience mm -hmm. hey yo subset here and you're listening to the pop culture effect on cjsw going on from a video game standpoint to something still part of the entertainment industry menace how is has been season one finished and oh my god the reveals the <laughs> the the stories that we've heard and learned about other characters it is so good so uh last i talked Disclaimer, minor spoilers, just in case. Yeah, so last we talked, I think I said that there were four of the episodes out, and the other four came out, and the latter half of the, of the first season was info dump after big reveal after info dump to mega fight scene with some of the best songs I've seen 
it, uh, out of the show. Like my favorite, my all of my favorite songs are in the latter half of the show, I think. But um, I didn't really talk about the story much last time, except for you know telling about uh, like Lucifer showed up in the general point of it. But so while Charlie's running the hotel, her dad shows up. She tries to ask uh, him to get her to the higher ups of heaven after the her first meeting with someone from heaven didn't work out. Turns out everyone in heaven's a. D well, okay, I shouldn't say everyone. There is one good one. Oh well, there's. I wouldn't say everyone. They just they just don't know the full truth. You just don't know what's going on. They some do seem kind-hearted, really, but the people up in the chain of command have uh, some sway going on, and that's yeah. a different discussion we can get into. But they saw. I I can't get over it. Like the episode with Lucifer, the Hell's Greatest Dad, which is Lucifer versus Alistair, the Radio Demon. Though that song is beautiful. I talked about that last episode. Yeah, the song right after not even right after that at the towards the end of the episode when charlie is asking her dad for help more than anything is got to be my favorite song in the entire series really okay oh it's so good and it, it, i just i love it so much for me for people, me he is a theater kid he is a theater kid <laughs> For me, I'd have it's, to it's, say it's a chalk between three of being my favorite of the finale song, the the song of um, Alistair and Box, and the song with Alistair and Lucifer. Eight Gone and Hell's Greatest Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those are really good. Uh, for me, my three top three have got to be the finale song, uh, More Than Anything, and Hell's Greatest Dead. Subset, do you got, you got your top songs? No. I love them all. No. I can't pick. And I stand <laughs> by that. That's a fair statement. But <laughs> as I said before, for extermination day is rapidly approaching and uh they've been trying to figure out what to do how to how to redeem at least redeem people so they can show heaven that it works that you don't need to exterminate everybody and uh as extermination day essentially starts they have this big battle for the finale and you get to see just like everybody out in their full even charlie who's literally so nice she can't even tell somebody that something is bad without like be like uh you know i just don't think this is the direction that we should go like she can't even just say that it's shit she can't say that something is bad she always has to be nice to everybody but she kind of she kind of gets into her she gets into her own groove she she starts to actually start leading some of these people and she realizes that sometimes you do have to fight and you do have to stand up for what you what you want to do and what you believe in and i thought it was some very good character growth for her but but my favorite scene has got to be the fight between Alistair and Adam, the first man and the leader of the extermination force for the angels. It's got to be one of my favorite scenes for the finale. Yeah, def definitely really good one. I like going back and rewatching that. And uh, for those of you that have seen or haven't, which most people have seen because uh, I did want to bring this up. It has become the number one most watched show on Amazon Prime in the world, which is insane considering all the shows that Amazon actually does have going on. That is pretty good, because didn't Invincible have that title beforehand? Yeah, Invincible had the title. Uh, and let me double check, because I think last time I said it was at like an 80 for the critic score. And I can't remember if I said the audience score. But for Rotten Tomatoes, the show has only fallen down 1% for 79 for critic score. And it has gone up even more to 84% for audience score. Cool. Yeah, I I've been loving it. It's it's so good, and I do hope there is a there's a big big reveal even after the final song, the finale song that we see, which I won't spoil. Go watch it. Very good. Please please watch it. <laughs> but I hope that they they lean more into what's going to happen with with that and the character that they reveal at the end. But another part of me hopes that next season is kind of I don't want to say like a a non-canon season, but like an off season where we actually get to. See See the V's, the other the other overlords that are trying to take over hell Wait, and you know, no. and hate every essentially hate everybody at the hotel. Uh, uh, they I I hope that next that season two kind of dips off from the main story and we get to see more of the V's and we get to see more of what well, they're doing and their plans. Well, this could be up to rumor, but didn't they say that Vox may be one of the one of the main antagonists for next season? They said that he is one of the when starting. They said that the V's and then. 
then the it was it was the extermination force are the main antagonists for uh for the beginning of the show i hope that season two kind of focuses on that and then towards the end we will see the big resol not resolution but like what comes of the big reveal at the end of season one i should say i'm trying i don't give a shit about what anything at this point what i need to know what the does husker know about nifty oh what is he hiding from us i want to know i don't think that there's like anything she's really hiding hiding she seems really open as a character and like my, my yeah, curiosity is, is she a like, center demon or is she a creature she, that like alistair created no she is a center she's confirmed to be a center she died in the 1920s something like that that's why her skirt is like a poodle skirt like reminiscent of those times and stuff like that and if okay. you notice she has like little blood splotches on her gown so people are theorizing she was shot interesting uh, that was uh, actually a change in design uh viv said it was originally like a traditional poodle skirt and had the like this the poodle on it like those how those skirts used to have yeah which she could it could play into how she died but i i believe that it's just like a design change what i do want to see more of is alistair i want to see what his whole thing is especially with what he talked about in the finale song and what his plan is because from hell's greatest dad song up until the finale of the show we kind of get to see more of what he he he's insinuating with his his plan for the hotel his purpose and, of being there yeah and i feel like it's meant to get charlie on his side to though so i've already told you guys i don't want to spoil things for other for the people listening but i feel like he's using her for her power how powerful she actually is but yeah it's very good show very biased but i give it a 10 out of 10 <laughs> <Very biased. laughs> i'm not gonna lie Dude, like like you said i'm a theater kid i love musicals the fact that the the animation is really good the the storytelling is especially if you go from the pilot the storytelling is amazing i just i don't know i love everything about the show i love that it's not just you know some another kid's cartoon trying to trying to just be a cash grab be be like an adult show this is like you could tell how much thought and stuff was put into the show which is great with the amount of time we had to wait since the pilot for this to come out (laughs) and now i can't wait for hell of a boss to come up and we get to see the i've been waiting so long again people he is a theater kid i repeat he is a theater kid okay not like (laughs) mega theater kid but like it's not even that yeah like (laughs) he's just the fact that they're able to tell a good story i also believe that like and i've told you guys this too i'm kind of jumping around but i believe that the songs and stuff are more than what they seem especially when it comes to charlie singing them and i feel like that may have something to do with part of her powers that she gets from her mother that's just a theory it is a theory but in the in the very first lines of the show she said when when charlie's kind of reading the whole story of how everything started in hell she says that lilith empowered the demons with her songs it could be like a metaphorical like bring everybody together kind of thing (laughs) she's just trying to force everybody in a disney movie random breaks this song but i feel like it could also be a literal like her songs had power over them because like even in the very first song of the show you see people are having this terrible time somebody's literally missing an arm and they'll literally stop whatever they're doing to join into the song and help and like and and sing along with charlie as she's going down the street and then as soon as they as soon as she's gone out of out of their range they go back to whatever they're doing they the man literally falls over dead in the street or dead or like, air quotations like there's small occasional people pointing like what they're singing are they singing like yeah it, it, everybody knows so at that point everybody knows what's up they know this is normal this just shit happens well like like even though the one that you mentioned because that the part that you mentioned is with husker and angel dust and they're they're like they're f-ing singing why are they singing like <laughs> it's not a general it's not a general thing that people do there except for these characters but when charlie does it she has this like effect over people that causes them to join in and i don't know i feel like there's there's a few dots that are being connected here i could i could have my tinfoil hat on i could be completely wrong but <laughs> a billboard is covered line with the red yarn but yeah i i think that this is a I think it's a really good show i do recommend watching it once again and i can't wait uh i do want to know from you guys what what kind of story beats or or stuff do you guys want to see after seeing everything in season in season one i uh, i really do want to see more of 
Alistair, what's going on with him, what we don't know about him that was hinted at throughout the first season. I don't want to say too much of what I'm excited for with the next season because it could be spoilery, but I want to see what's going to happen next with one of the characters towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see what becomes of him after what happened to him being as cryptic as I can because I don't want to spoil anything. But yeah, mostly Alistair for me. I'm definitely interested to see what the exterminators are going to do uh, next after everything that happened at the end of season one. Yeah, because they do, we'll say at the end, because obviously, you know, good guys win, bad guys lose kind of thing. I, I do want to see if like extermination is done or if they're just like, you know, gearing up for a bigger retaliation or if, you know, with what happened at the end, they're going to they're gonna come back and be like, holy shit, what, like, this happened? What, what, do you, what? For me, I think I would like the, a little bit, the pacing to be a little bit slow down just a tad because there's like so much going on here and there that oh nothing in a bad light but i'd rather for at least now see they got everything they need to be talked about and discussed that they take their time to dissect and i like to see more of the other overlords specifically if we will ever see b and or osmodias in this series they're not overlords they're Uh, they're separate overlords and those two come in they're separate no they're not no the overlords and the sins are different the overlords rule over the different parts of the pride ring the sins rule over the different rings of hell but they can still travel between the rings they can yes but that that's not that's, how that would work that's just a separate now seeing we seeing lucifer there but we'll see the other like we, you gotta report to somebody right maybe someone want to see why he's here or where why he's not in his usual duck covered office i don't know it kind of feels not sure. like with how the first season has been and seeing Lucifer and everything, it kind of seems like Lucifer isn't really in charge of things in hell. He just lives there and no one messes with him. It doesn't seem like he has an authority over things. I feel well, like it could also be I feel like it could also be part of like he he was technically the first one there, right? So he technically has the title of King of Hell, but he's not like you said, he's not really in charge. It's all of the sins that are in charge. But he's still like the most powerful since he is an angel. I could see that, but I do want to see the other overlords like uh, uh the lizard like cuz we saw all of the overlords in a meeting in one of the episodes. Or at least I would like to or at least some of the bigger ones. Yeah. Because I think there, there's, there's a lot of overlords. I don't think it's necessarily which part of the pentagram in the pride ring that is is which overlord controls. I think being an overlord di- dictates on the amount of souls you have control of. If you have a control of a certain amount of souls, you're considered an overlord. I could see that. I also want to see like the other ones that did show up, like the lizard one. I can't remember her name. I think it's like V or something, or not V or like V or something like that. I want to see more of Zestiel as well. I want to see more of what he's got into since he's like the the OG overlord. I don't know. I can also see like the other sins showing up because of some of the stuff that has happened in Hell of a Boss. I could at least see like Mammon showing up and being a little tattletale. Or a new sin that we haven't seen just showing up. But yeah, I, I, I want to see more of I just want to see more of everything honestly. I love the characters in this show but thing I do I do want to say which is kind of spoilery, kind of not uh, or actually I more wanted to ask you guys do you guys think that lucifer is going to be living in the hotel now yes i think so i i think i don't know i don't want to say him and charlie's relationship is good now but it's definitely on a stage of improvement after this first season i'd say on a stage of redemption okay get the Ah, there's the door. All right. All right. Uh, but I could deny everybody. But I could definitely <laughs> see Lucifer staying there, or at least coming by a lot more frequently. Because mm-hmm. I know we had we had talked before about how the new stuff looks after the finale and stuff like that. He's moving in. He's definitely moving in. He's gonna be spend as much time reconnecting with his daughter as much as he can. I, I could see that. I can also see him, you know, keeping an eye on Alistair. I that do too. find it really funny, and I saw a little meme of this um with the renovations that happened to the hotel the ending shot you see what the hotel looks like at the end and you see the on top of the hotel at both ends you see one room that's in the shape of like an apple and the other room that's in the shape of like 
red with antlers and stuff. So yeah. I've seen this meme where that's Lucifer and Alistair's room and just every morning they just open the windows and cuss at each other in the morning. I could see that. I could also see it like, because, you know, Lucifer's whole room or whatever he is in with his ducks kind of seems to be in like his own like above layer, above the pride ring kind of thing. So I could see like you open the door and it's like a dimensional portal to wherever Lucifer's room is. So he doesn't technically live in the hotel, but Charlie's got, you know, easier access than having to call call him all the time. Visit or he can come by. Yeah, but yeah, I believe that's all I got for me gushing over this show more and more. Can't wait for season two though. Uh, they said that they were in the works. I hope that they get to the other show Hell of a Boss though, because they kind of left that last episode fine uh, off on like a big cliffhanger. It is fine. You don't want it to be fine. We, I know how you think about what what's happening next. It is fine. No, it's not fine. I want Full Moon to come out. I waited long enough. <laughs> yes. Oh, my lord. But yeah, does anybody have anything, any addendums or anything they want to talk about? I'm pretty good on my end. Fortunately, it doesn't look like Gemini was going to be able to join us tonight. I'm going to curse her. You're going to curse the gremlin. Yes, I am. Goblin, but you. Oh, God. Goblin, gremlin. Goblin, gremlin. In a way. <laughs> she, she takes both. Either way, she takes both. But I'm likewise here. Nothing to add in. Got everything out of my system. Everything I need to say. This show, yeah. though. Go watch it. Everybody go watch it. Yes, please. And that is all. Well, yeah. You're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW. I know that I made a few addendums at the start of this episode, but there's one big news story that I want to talk about that um, may fly under a lot of people's radars just with the content that they're associated with, and that story is Noggin being fired by Paramount. For those of you that are unaware, Noggin is a learning platform for preschoolers, which was associated with Nickelodeon, and this also doubled as a subscription service offering cartoons, games, learning experiences, and it's a heavy pill to swallow that Nickelodeon, their uh, Paramount, their parent company, is shutting down their app. This is a shock to many within the animated cartoon community. Noggin was the central hub for a lot of Nickelodeon Nick Jr.'s roster of shows. <laughs> they had shows like Blue's Clues and You, Paw Patrol, and Peppa Pig, which are huge in the children's cartoon industry. And and uh, the content will be shifted to be under Nick Jr.'s banner on the Paramount app. So unfortunately, they are being dissolved and shifted over to another platform. But the worst part about this news is that 800 Noggin employees were laid off. And the app itself that they were based on, like I said, will be shutting down. But it'll be shutting down later this year. And that's just really heartbreaking, you know? I thought we finally got out of this slump of news where it was just depression. It was just depression and job loss after job job loss after company layoffs after horrible events rest in peace Wyndham Rotunda but it's just it sucks it really does because it's just more people that are getting laid off and more conglomeration onto specific apps but uh, hopefully the noggin employees can land on their feet we've all seen with Vivzy Pops hell of a boss and has been hotel that you don't need a big corporation tie-in to really make a living obviously with their Amazon Prime deal for Hasbin Hotel. It's going to be a great influx of money, but this just shows that if you have a creative idea, you can deliver on it, and if people like it, then it can become a hit show and become a franchise. But I guess I wanted to leave it on a little bit of a lighter note, because I know it's not the best pill to swallow when more companies are laying off more employees, but as I said, I hope all of the 800 employees that were laid off can find their footing and be able to share the idea that they want to share in and promote shows that they want to promote and to build shows that they want to build. And yeah, but I will uh, toss it back to my friends as they close out this episode. 
Uh, then I would like to thank everybody for listening. If you are watching us on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. And if you are listening on uh, CGSW, make sure to uh, follow and make sure to check out the other channels that we got over here. There's a lot of good content. Bringing us out, yes, I'd like to thank Blaze for hosting again. Yeah, anytime. And I'd like to thank Subset for joining us for this crazy ass ride. Hey, yo. And we shall see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Hey, yo. Gemini here, and you're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW.